Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. Today, Uber is trying to take out Lyft once and for all, and Snapchat blows up. Let's go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. I don't know. Is this New Daylight? Yeah, it's a New Daylight, man. Different vibe. I know we typically start the show with some up. This is on some mm. mellow. Some just groovy, put you in that right mentality. You know what I'm saying? For you going to your weekend. Is this is this record? Wait, uh, welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down uh, tech news and nerd culture from a black and brown geek perspective. I'm Joe Braswell. Uh, that is Akili Shine. How you doing? Good man, doing very well. Good. Uh, yes, so this sir. is this is daylight. Like this is from my generation. These guys are two years older than me. I, I know the record's been coming. Is the record out? Yeah, it's out. How is it? It's great. It's awesome. I think it's exceptional, actually. Is it? Is it? Can I find it anywhere other than trying to get it from them? Because I know they keep emailing me saying like, no, it's, on, from it's us. on Apple Music." Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, it's I, I, once again our, our weekly our weekly uh, segment of Achilles telling me what music is hot. That's that's oh, that's two weeks old or or, or older. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. But you know, I mean, like you said, it's it's golden era hip hop. They lost soul, man. It's the fact that they're still, you know, creating music and records in 2016 and it's relevant and it's soulful and it's meaningful. I think that's amazing to have that type of a type of uh, longevity. You know, yeah. Uh, you don't find that uh, you don't find that too often. And so I, I like having having them in the mix still and the, and the diversity of what I listen to. Um, you know, just on this is Dela is, you know, they've been super super active on social you know, via social media and email and digitally and really, uh, really sort of, you know, they are they're they're a hundred percent Gen X people. They they're of the they're, they're part of the giant Gen X movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, three feet high and ri- three feet high and rising was eighty nine, mm-hmm. and it like you know really sort of revolutionized um, the way people thought about hip hop in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. In the last four to five years, these guys have really sort of got into the digital age and really have gotten to the underground and the, and more so the digital underground, excuse the pun, and like and done it as well as anybody. I think that's really innovative for for a bunch of old guys. Yeah, I mean they've been in the business. They've seen the the highs and lows, the peaks and the valleys, the the transmutation of the business. So I, I think, and that's what's exceptional to me that they're able to still use the technology and use where we are socially to still be relevant. And right. I think that that's phenomenal. Do you so, know how? Do you, wait, how, how long? How long's the record been out? Do you know? I think it came out this week. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, makes Tuesday. Feel, that makes me feel better. Yeah. Shit. Okay, so I'm gonna check it out. And so, do we do? Do you know how it's doing? I'm, I'm very interested to see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't really look to see how records are doing. I just listen to records. If I like them, I like them. If I yeah. don't, I don't. I mean, of course, it's been a, a you know, pardon the pun, but they've been uh, sort of enveloped by the wave that is Frank Ocean you know also like everything's all Frank Ocean all the time um, have you heard that record yeah and what do you think I give it a thumbs up yeah yeah I'm definitely a, a Frank a Frank fan I think he's very talented but, right yeah. okay well we we, we we as always digress into into some current stuff in music uh, I you know as I gave my obligatory one listen and I think it's I think it's great it just feels like it, it requires a much deeper dive and actually some um, 
also some sort of like mood oriented definitely you know stuff because sometimes you're not I'm like doing something I'm like oh, yeah. do I want to hear this right now nah it's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely a, a setting a time and place for the record right so, so I, that's, I think that's kind of my, my, my issue with uh with a lot of music, I feel like that I need to be in the right time and place to, to really be able to take it in. Mm-hmm. And um, oftentimes I don't find myself in that place. And I, I wonder if that's, I don't know, I wonder, I wonder if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, like in, ter- in terms of like, I don't music's supposed to do, but sometimes you put music on and then it transports you to that place. Other times you have to be in the place to receive it. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Absolutely. And so, like, I, I wonder. Um, in this day and age, what in, in the age of non-pop music and, and everything has to be a pop record? I wonder if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Anyway, this is an open question. Anyway, let's get into some of these stories. Uh, get out of here. So, uh, we've been talking a lot about bots and 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 things and and and, and, and Twitter bots and other stuff and um, an AI. Well, there's a, there's an AI that will help you. Um, sort of write some emails and not, not, not entirely like write emails like from scratch, like write emails for you. But, uh, there are, there are some, there's some new AI that's come out that will help you. Uh, it's like boomerang. It's coming up. Boomerang has a plugin that will help you, uh, uh, craft these emails. It's called respondable. Is this correct? Yes, yeah, correct. Uh, essentially it's using, you know, the AI, Technology to be able to go through your emails and analyze them and, and see what information is important or what the relation relational quality is, and then it will draft up an email based on all those factors. And also, it's tracking your email and your conversation with people and just getting you know various bits of information. And right now, there isn't development. It's not full full force where it's able to like communicate you know as a human. It's, it's doing that, I believe, at a sixth grade level, reading level and writing level. Um, so, but I, but I think it's just a great case study for what could happen in terms of you know efficiency with you know business and various other means of using it. But I'm I'm kind of on the fence with this in terms of the dependency of having a, a robot now write for you, yeah. concept for you. Um, but I get it in terms of it being time efficient because you might have a 50 emails come in within a span of three hours and you can't really address all of them. And, but if you have a bot that can do that, hey, then it, it improves productivity. Um, you're still able to communicate and get things flowing. So I get the usefulness of it, but I don't like the dependency of it. So I don't I know. Mean, what do you think? I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. You're the, you're the cat who's trying to be in your in your auto, autonomous car with a VR headset. You can have you can have your emails being, <laughs> being written to you while you got your VR goggles on, being driven around in your in your car. But uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. It's I just feel like we're getting further and further away. I don't know. I just like for a guy who does a technology show, I seem to be the guy who is you know kind of get off my lawn about a lot of this stuff because i feel like we're just getting further and further away from the human piece of all of this yeah and so i mean it's bad enough look we've already all but replaced the art of writing handwriting letters and handwriting stuff don't even teach in schools yeah so it's all it's it's either keyboard or texting or whatever it is so then if if that's a form of expression you can still write and express via writing but but writing is now going away because you know as well as our next story we'll talk about that's being replaced by video, by being able to like do, you know, if you're supposed to write something, you can just send videos of stuff. Right. So 
you know, if we can't express ourselves through writing, which is something, just something really but tactile about that. I don't think that's the argument, whether or not we can express it. Because like someone will say, well, hey, you know, I have an assistant that addresses my emails. Yeah, okay. So what's the difference? That's instead of, instead of paying for an assistant to do that, now I have right. a bot that does it and yeah. I don't, I save money. Yeah, but it's also kind of like, it's, 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 it's the same thing of having the, uh, I used to lose that personal touch. I just feel like it's the same I thing. I agree that, with that. Uh, you know, it's the auto, I don't know, whatever, whether it's the auto reply on your, you know, you know, I'm not, I don't know. It's just there's something about you want to be able to say that I'm a person, I'm actually here. I guess what, what's analogous to me is like uh, calling a, a call center and getting the automated person rather than getting a real person. Like of course. You, you want that real person. And when it's like, hello, press one, two, blah, 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 right. you're like, ah, hell. It's the same thing with this email thing and, and that, for, for me. I want no, to know I, that I'm talking to somebody. Of course, of course. You know, but, you know, I guess this is, I, look, there's nothing wrong with coming up with tools. This is what all, this is what technology, you know, by definition is. It yeah. comes up with tools to help us, you know, improve our way of life or improve things. Yeah, that's the thing with technology. So, to piggyback on that, it helps to solve a problem, but it also creates a problem. And so, it might be solving the problem of efficiency, but it's creating a problem of connectivity of, of human connectivity. So it's like that's that's the flip side of the coin that we always discuss the yin and the yang of technologies that yo know, it, it it might innovate in the area but it also might diminish another area, right. and that that is that's why you have to be cautious with what technologies that we use and we we bring to the forefront of our our society because they could be destructive. Right. So I, I agree. Uh, so moving on to that point, uh, Facebook is now sort of like they you know if we talk about Facebook Live a lot, they have a new they've re- re- replaced their button. A uh, new button placement on Facebook Live. They put it in the top left-hand corner, kind of where the status update used to be. You know, mm-hmm. Used to be, and so instead of like, you know, status, you know, putting your status, you can just click on the Facebook Live button and just and just start talking to folks. Yeah. I think that this is, uh, I think this is great for. Fi- I think it's a great sort of interesting innovation, but I'm really more interested about what this what what this mean what Facebook thinks the importance of people being able to share and stream live video is. Is this is this about keeping people in the ecosystem? If they're on their live, they're on there longer, doing more more stuff. Is this about I mean what what, what, what like what, what what is the importance of this for Facebook? I think it's definitely that keeping them in the ecosystem, the more uh time that they're on the platform and also just, you know, them ramping up um the video component of Facebook and, and being a, a a platform that is that that has UGC content that is in, in various forms, and so being that we talk about Periscope and Meerkat and all these other companies that have developed live Ooh, streaming, I know exactly right. <laughs> like, live streaming, like Facebook wants to be, you know, right, and they wants to be they want to be the leading people, just like they they are attempting to be in every other aspect of of the platform, and so I think that that is the thing, you know, like make it more more uh, user friendly and, and 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 make it more presentable so that when you see it, it's like okay let me try this out and like maybe that'll create that'll create another way of communicating another way of interacting and i, I see i see it working i see people using it more and more when i'm on facebook i see more more live streams happening i think it, i think i think it might change the way we engage and interact when we're out and about um but i think it's smart i think it's good and i think it's going to improve it's going to improve um their their money reserve i'll tell you that much yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. I, I, it's this is kind of back to what I was saying earlier. It's like, you know, it's an it's, it's you know constant constant status updates. You know, 
SaaS substates from from Facebook gave birth to Twitter, you know, like sort of like, and then which which you're constantly tweeting out, you know, what mm -hmm. you're doing at that moment or whatever it is, mm -hmm. which gave birth to, you know, the, the Periscopes and the Meerkats, mm -hmm. which gave birth to the Snapchat, and now this live, and I think this is kind of where we're going. I mean, yeah. like, you know, Instagram's there with the video, Snapchat's obviously, you know, lives there, yeah. and now Facebook is there. I mean, do, do you think this is going to just sort of replace the, I mean, will people stop just like, Giving their status no, updates. I don't think it'll replace. I think it's just something. It's a, it's another tool in a toolbox um, that people will have to be able to express themselves, and 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 it could be used maybe maybe more collaboratively in the future. It might be an opportunity for actual networks or other platforms to use this type of feature to be able to market their products. Like I mean, the use the usability of it, I think, is is endless. The potential of it is endless, and so I think making it more prominent, and that's what they're doing by putting it in that. In that, in that space where the status update is making it more prominent, getting it on people's minds, getting it more of a conversation piece, and I think that is for for a reason. Maybe that they have not spelled out, but I mean, from from my take, it's just it's, I think it's for for uh, just more more conversational, more conversation, more interactivity. And I think we'll we'll figure out the, the rest later. Hmm. I think that's what they're doing. Okay, so. well, what, yeah, Facebook yeah. is. No, knows what they're doing clearly. Uh, I think other people who know what they're doing is Snapchat, and Snapchat is doing something where they're bringing live high school scores, live high school football game scores. Right. Uh, you know, and people, some people are like, oh, who cares? I mean, yeah. but well, but but uh, they're they're they linked up with this company called ScoreStream, and like what people may or may not realize is high school <laughs> football in. I mean, not in California, but in other parts of the country is a huge, huge, huge deal. Of course. A huge, the massive deal. Centerpiece of some towns. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, as big as college football in, in, in some towns. And so, yeah. Friday Lights and everything else, especially in Texas and, yeah. and, and, and Georgia and then some, some of the places in the South. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I think this is kind of cool. Especially because, especially when you think about the users, the Snapchat yeah. users. What do you think of this? I mean, I think it's cool um, in a sense that it's a, another opportunity for there to be UGC con content, mm -hmm. user-generated content. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's I like the fact that you know the the pyramid is kind of being inverted, where at the top of the pyramid before you had the producers, and then at the bottom of the pyramid you had the audience. Now it's like it's being flipped over. Now everyone that was at the bottom is now at the top. The audience is now participating yeah, and able to create and able to, you know, be a part of the conversation versus just receiving the information. So I think this is a good way for high school kids and just, you know, the millennial generation to be able to promote, you know, where they are. Because that's where they are. They're at, they're at games. They're at, you know, sporting events. Um, activities that happen after school, and this this is a good good thing for sports in, in general, just to get it on people's radars a little bit more. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I agree. What do you think about the Gatorade part of it? I mean, yeah, I think I think that's a great uh, brand partnership. You know, being that Gatorade is um, connecting to athletes, and you know, it's it's a it's a enhancing um, drink for athletes, and I think it's just a good brand marriage. In that sense, like for them to sponsor it and get their product in, in front of you know that that specific audience, I think it's it's a great move for them. And that's I don't I don't know if this is going to be like ubiqu ubiquitous in the sense that a lot of people are going to use it. Like, yeah. I can't see I can't see like being on Snapchat and seeing this this plugin or whatever this option a lot of times. Like okay, great high school game score, cool, great. 
okay, it changed. A field goal was made and someone changed it. All right, great, awesome. But this is, but this is the key. It's not just about like, you know, this this is this is how you get them, right? This is not about like a, a mass megaphone. This is about micro, micro niching. So yeah. if they can get to all these high school kids and become this the thing that all these sort of high school, if they can own the high school football right. scores world and then they own the high school basketball schools world and then maybe they'll turn around and own the, I don't know, the, the the Dungeons and Dragons world. If you own all these little sub niches, next thing you know, you have everything. But will people really care about high school scores? Will they really care that much? Well, I have to Snapchat this. I have to Snapchat the score, and that's what I don't see. That's that's hard for me to to grasp. I see. I, it, 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 you're right. It's, it, but it's hard to under it's hard to underestimate the power of the micro niche. Right. You know. So. But speaking of football, yeah, um, we have we have a great company that that helps to sponsor our show, DraftKings. DraftKings. And uh, f- if football is your passion, and you know all the players and all the teams, their strengths and their weaknesses. Now you can put that knowledge to the test and play for your shot at the $1 million top prize at DraftKings.com. It's just part of the $5 million in total prizes that they're doling out in this week one contest. DraftKings.com is the destination for one-week fantasy football. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. You can play whenever you want and with the players that you want. You just pick the contest. You draft your players. And you follow your team live. Um, Renew old rivalries by challenging friends and family in a private league to prove that you're the superior GM. Or join an existing league and go head-to-head with friends, coworkers, and fantasy players from all across the country. So, hurry to DraftKings.com now to choose your players, and you can seriously cash in week one. Use code GEEK and play for free with your first deposit. That's code GEEK. G-W-E-K, to play free for your share of the $5 million in total prizes in this week one contest. And that's only at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That's right. And also, I want to talk to our friends over at uh, General Assembly. Uh, General Assembly is is a fantastic school we talk about all the time. If you're looking for a career in tech, business data, marketing, trying to get a promotion or a raise, um, you want to excel, to excel in your career, you need 21st century skills. We talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. General Assembly is the largest, most respected school worldwide for people seeking to grow their talents and master the marketplace. Whether it's learning remotely online or one of their, their in-person and one of their wonderful campuses, you can be one of the, one of the 350,000 people who already gotten training they need to propel their careers in tech or business. More than 2,500 companies worldwide hired, hired GA's graduates with 99% of those people who participate in GA's career services uh, landing, you get a new, have landed a new job in the field within six months of starting their job search, which is again, incredible. We can talk about this all the time. Yeah. Um, Take control of your talent career now. Find out more at ga.co slash geek. That's ga.co slash geek. Enter promo code geek. Uh, save on your first class workshop or event. That's ga.co slash geek. Code word geek. Uh, General Assembly. Like, go go get that education, get those skills, and DraftKings as well. Get your money up. Uh, f- fantasy football starting. So it's, 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 it's time. It's, yeah. it's time for all that. Um, uh Back to Snapchat really quick. Snapchat is on pace to reach uh, 217 million <laughs> users by the end of, tw- of, 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 uh, of 2017. That's 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 a lot considering they're at 58 million users like at the end of 2016. Right. The fact they're going to jump from 58, let's call it 59 million users from the end of 2016 to 217 million users. That's a pretty that's a pretty giant jump. 
Yeah. What, do you, what do you think of this? I mean, they're, they're far from the billions, the B as, at, at Facebook, but they're still they're still up there. I mean, they're definitely up there. It's definitely a, a slice of the market, um, and, and like like it's especially targeted for. I think ninety percent of the users are between the ages of like twelve and twenty one, or twenty five, I believe. And so, I mean, they they have that they have that niche. They have those ears and eyeballs. They have those participants. And I think, obviously, there's going to be more and more that, that are going to sign up. And I think that's huge in terms of what it can do with, you know, the the discover attributes that it has with brands and different networks and, and how it can offer brands the opportunity to get their products in front of that audience. Um, but I'm interested to see, and maybe this is a question I have for you, I'm interested to see how they're going to combat the Instagrams or the Facebooks of the world when they are still innovating and developing and, and becoming more competitive um, and trying to target the millennial generation. Like, I, I think that it might be not as easy as some might say for Snapchat to really dominate with that grouping. What do you think? I think, I think it really depends on what the growth... It's, it's, like, it's really interesting. It's kind of like what the growth of Snapchat is versus how we start to... What, what, what social means for us in the future. In other words, so the, the Facebook, the old school Facebook, I'm going to go online and create my profile and, and, and do this thing, the, the Friendster slash Facebook original thing where, where, where Facebook has this wonderful baseline of users which grown to a billion people and now off that billion, Facebook is innovating and doing live and all this other stuff. Well, I think Snapchat is sort of saying that that's the old model. This is the way people are going to interact and share now and we're starting... At this base, we're starting up here and going to grow into where people are going. If you see Facebook right now, arguably scrambling to try to get to what they're doing. Now you can you can make the argument that Facebook is going to you know envelop Snapchat and 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 have Snapchat go the way of Meerkat and Periscope. But um, I don't know. I don't know about this. I feel it's it's hard to say. Like kind of was saying earlier about the status updates being replaced by video and you know and what Instagram's doing and. I, I don't know. It's hard to say what people, how, you know, people will be sharing and interacting in 2017 and 2018, you know, versus how they have in the past. Yeah, I think that's a good point. My only, uh, my only quarrel with that is I think that because of Facebook's um, size, because, yeah. and I mean size in terms of the, the, the revenue, sure. I think they have, they have more of a propensity to, to innovate and to experiment and yeah. to, drown out their competition like i think they i mean i don't don't know statistically you know when when they added that functionality to instagram what they what that that had any effect to snapchat or if it's even like creeping up on them or if it surpassed them but i feel that they i feel like they're more positioned to be able to cut them at the ankles you know cut them at the knees and so because it's like we talk about with apple versus like samsung like because apple has so much money they 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 can they can they can have have the marketing budget to be able to promote new things and do all that stuff that yeah. maybe a, another company cannot. And I, I see the same thing with Facebook. Yeah, I mean, it's all, and it's also like to me, it's not so much the cutting at the knees; it's the more of the 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 sledgehammer. Like you know, Snapchat comes with a little hammer, yeah. and Facebook just comes with an anvil, rock. Yeah. You know, like they, you know, it's 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 the whole thing. Yeah. So 
it, it like if whatever the innovation Snapchat comes in that's like making a little noise, Facebook goes, oh, okay, cool, blah, right. you know. So uh, that being said, there is something you do need quality, like you know, using another analogy, Netflix. You know, Netflix it says we're going to get in the TV business, we're getting the content business, so they are spending a bunch of money and flooding the market with a bunch of content. Well, that could backfire, except for the fact that the content they're doing is is fantastic, and Absolutely. so as long as the quality is up there. Yeah. It, the, the, the equation of, of quality and quantity and the amount of money they're spending is making them beyond relevant and drowning on everyone else. But I don't is, know that is that Facebook... the argument? I don't think it's an argument of quality of experience on the platform. I think it's an argument of, hey, I don't want to be where my parents are. I yeah. don't want to, I mean, and, and I don't know if that argument can sustain itself. Like, I, I feel like, I feel like the iteration of Facebook maybe five years from now or the iteration of Instagram three years from now, I don't think people will have that argument. I don't want to, I don't want to be here because because you're here, you know? Well, yeah, exactly. And, and look, in, in five or six years, uh, Snapchat will be, you know, be, <laughs> exactly. the pa- parents will be on Snapchat. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so it's like, you know, who, who knows? Uh, now, moving on, uh, the, the national parks have turned 100, 100 this year. Uh, we know, started by Woodrow Wilson over 100 years ago. So in celebration of this, uh, national parks have come out with this, this kind of cool new uh, 11 minute film called Through the Ages and it stars uh, our very own President Obama. By our, I mean our, as in our, our, our current president <laughs> and ours. Uh, and this is a, kind of a cool thing. It's a VR experience, 360 degrees. It's kind of a, goes through, talks about the national parks. Obama's, President Obama's there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of an interesting way to use all this technology and, 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 and also, you know, should tell people about it, educate people about the parks. Absolutely. I love the collaboration between National Geographic, Oculus, mm-hmm. and, you know, the government agency to be able to do something that is not only instructional, but also, like, promotional, because a lot of people don't know about the parks, especially people of color. Like, I, w- I would like to promote, you know, more of venturing out into doing hikes and exploring, you know, places outside of the city. And a lot of us don't necessarily have the opportunity or the or the mentorship to be able to take us out of, you know, the concrete jungle and into more of, you know, uh, 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 an environment where you don't have city lights and city noises. And so I like the fact that using a technology to promote this concept because there's so much beauty in this country, in this in this state of California alone, that we could be experimenting, ex- exper- experiencing and witnessing. And I think this is a great way to, for people to, to get a, a taste of that, right. um, even though it is virtual reality, but just to get a taste of it. Like, yo, I didn't know that this beauty even existed and it's only three hours away or, you know, I think that's pretty cool. Right. Um, we gotta get out of here, but I do want to do this one last story on um, on Uber, the Uber versus Lyft. I mean, there's a lot of Uber versus Lyft stories going out here, but this one's interesting. Um, you know, you know, so a lot of us, including me now, uh, have both apps, have both Uber and Lyft, and, and a lot of times you wouldn't have to make a choice. And, and, and Uber is is trying to uh, um, do a program where they can uh, throw an additional like five hundred dollars more on top of the on top of uh for for drivers uh to be part of a, a program called precious metal and i think the idea is that like if you can't beat them at the you know the game for the consumers maybe you can beat them at the at the pool of drivers that are out there i mean so it's yeah. two different approaches you could say i'm gonna get all the consumers out there who are wanting rides but what the other piece is there's a there's now millions of people now who are giving rides, you know, and so if you can control all the people who are giving rides, you can kill Lyft that way. And um, I think that's a, that's a smart approach. 
Yeah, I, I I think it's a smart approach, but it hasn't worked as of yet, and that is the argument. It's the supply right. and demand, you know, conversation about hey, well, you know, if we offer more drivers, we offer more supply, you know, we're, then we're able to offer a less a, a, a cheaper a cheaper um, price point for our consumers. So instead of paying a dollar and a quarter for a mile, now you're paying eighty cents per mile that you're in an Uber. And so what they're trying to argue is that hey, we'll be able to dominate because we have more Uber cars on the road than Lyft cars, but from the from the from the vendor perspective the the uber driver perspective are they are they going to make more money and so the theory is that we'll incentivize you with this program and give you additional dollars um for you to become a driver um but it hasn't been proven that it's worked it's been a lot of complaining it's been a lot of uh frustration upon upon a part of uber drivers that they're not making as much money because of this and so a lot of a lot of drivers are saying they do they drive both because they don't have um enough opportunity to make to make enough money just doing one and so yeah, it's great for Uber as a company, um, but is it great for the vendors that work for Uber? Yeah, I don't think it is. Hmm. So okay, well, I mean, that's a, we'll, we'll soon we'll soon find out. Um, lot, there's a few more stories we get to, but we'll have to save them for next week because we have to get out of here. But uh, um, I think that's it. I mean, um, anything else you want to mention real quick before we get out of here? Oh no, nah, man, uh, nothing, nothing really too profound on the radar. Okay. Um, I know we talked last week about uh, the get down and. Yep. Um, have you have you have you finished it? Yeah, I finished it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and what do you think? I think it's great. Okay. I loved it. Okay. I loved it. Uh, I I did go on record saying last week I think it might be the greatest Netflix show of all time, which I think was a bit uh, a bit much. Okay. But I definitely think it's good. All right. Um, it is. It was very entertaining. You yeah. just got to get past the first first 40 minutes of the first episode you got to get into the world and get adjusted to like like you yeah. said the cg and just like the setups because a lot of it is like oh this is weird this is what is this but yes. once you get into it then it's, it's pretty good yeah i agree once you get over the baz for, for good or for bad the baz lorman effect in that in that pilot is definitely heavy handed yeah. in my opinion yeah um but i think once you get out of that pilot uh, the performances and the subject matter are, are fantastic. And it's still, it's still all very Baz Lorman. He sees already set up the world and the yeah. kind of way he's telling that story. But um, these performances, man, like oh, these, man. These, these actors, they're killing these, it. They're, they're killing it, man. Yeah, very um, great performances. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I don't know. Even 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 your boy, uh, Jaden, like, is, is, is fantastic. You yeah. know, so. No complaints. Uh, yeah, I, re- I, re- I really enjoyed it. Um, I got one for you. Yeah. Um, Birth of a Nation, Nate Parker stuff. What what, do you, what is your take on all that stuff? Oh, boy, we do not have time. I got some, I got I have some takes on all that. Uh, well, maybe we say that for next week. Yeah, we, say, well, we should say that for next week because it's very interesting the like the amount of accolades and everything else he got like coming up and the the, the biggest you know sort of independent deal in, in a long time or ever I think it is and then now you know uh, you know all this sort of the backlash that's coming that's coming back and out about this and it's this huh for for those that don't know what this is oh, I'm sorry Nate Nate uh, uh, years ago Nate was involved in a rape case for which he was acquitted and unfortunately the the the, the woman who was at the center of the accusations uh, later committed suicide uh, years years later but still later committed suicide and the story is beyond horribly tragic and uh, and then the details of what happened are not exactly favorable uh, but um, and it is college and I'm not making any excuses in any way shape or form but just you know by the letter of the law he was acquitted it's it, it's it's uh, but but sort of to relitigate that now um, 
you know, in the in the in, you know, as related to his movie or what he's done as an artist, is a difficult conversation that we've had involving you know people like uh, Roman Polanski, which I'm not putting Nate, Nate Parker and Roman Polanski in the same thing. I think drugging a 13 year old girl in a hot tub is 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 I don't know, but uh, um, it's horrible. But I don't know, man. It, 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 I just it, I don't know. I, I I feel like that. I feel like you need to judge. Sometimes you need to be able to judge the art on the art. And 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 he's hit. You know, he's he's trying to hit this thing head on. He's really wanting to get in front of this, and it may or may not be working to his advantage. I don't know. What, just really quick, what do you what do you what do you, what do you think? What do you think? Austin? I mean, I, I I agree. You know, pretty much with everything you said. Like he, he was acquitted for that. You know, um, but you know, reading some of the the finer details of of what did happen, it was kind of kind of shocking, and awkward, and just you know uncomfortable. Um, but I think this is just a classic. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it's a, a, a issue or if it's because of the the topic of his creation that he's getting a lot of this criticism. And I don't know. I, I don't know if I can even frame that as an argument. But it's like why why is he getting so? Is he getting? I guess what I'm saying is he getting hit hard with criticism and and, and the support is being retracted because of the content of of his intellectual property or is it because of because of what happened X amount of years ago. Like, like that's what I'm saying. I feel, I feel like it's a conflation of, of both of those. I think it's a little bit of what happened and like, I don't like the fact that you're promoting this concept in this movie and I'm going to try to figure out a way to, um, make, make you less credible. You I know? mean, le- I mean, let's face it. Like that movie being a hit movie and being talked about in, in, in this year, in this political climate is, would probably not be the best thing for a, a large, you know, very specific uh, demographic, political demographic of this country, and I think that the, you may can make the argument that there are some people who very much would do anything not to not yeah, the to subvert, have that happen. The subvert that, yeah. Um, and so there's that storyline you can explore. And that being said, uh, the movie's the movie. The, the movie's the movie. The movie's the movie. Yeah. It, it, it will hold. It will. It will be the movie a hundred years from now. It'll be the movie five years from now, five months from now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I don't know. It's just, it's very difficult. I just, I, I would just say, I have to be very careful here because it's not to like, again, yeah, not to diminish not to, anything or not, or not, not to diminish, you know, what you know, all, all the things that happened there and not right. to diminish anything that happened there. But, you know, like from, by the letter of law, he was acquitted. And frankly, I mean, every one of us, you know, have, and nothing mean that that bad or everyone, people in, who are creatives in Hollywood and all these good things, all these people who've made art have, a bunch of horrendous things that maybe they don't want to know people to know about or or, or be exposed to, right. or even if they are exposed to and know about. Still, you have to judge the art separately. This is kind of part of what the game is. Right. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I, really I, can, I can see this this criticism being appropriate or more appropriate if if he actually committed you know a crime or, or was convicted of committing a crime, but because of the fact that he was not like. Why? Why is there such a uh, integration between him, him as an actor, director, writer, and his product, Birth mm-hmm. of a Nation, and something that happened when he was in his early twenties? Like, like you said, the letter of the law says he didn't do it. Yeah. So, so why are we going so hard on him? You know, yeah. why? Yeah. The, the, so the, these are the questions where you, that we're like, I'm, I'm very interested in like exploring and asking. But when you, when you start to explore and ask those questions, it seems like you're diverting away. It's a, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting trap. It is. It's that's definitely what it is. It's like either way, trap. you you 
whatever way you try to frame the argument, it just feels like ah, I don't know. Yeah. Like you feel like you don't know. Well, and, and, and especially as 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 black folks, as African Americans, it's, it's tricky too. I mean, it's not unlike uh, a conversation I heard recently um, on Code Switch, the podcast about how about black journalists or jur- journalists of colors. How do how do we as journalists of co- color cover the Trump campaign with objectivity still when at the root of what's happening there seems to be some 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 racist racist shit? How do you how do you remain objective in these moments as and remain and keep your journalistic integrity? And that's 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 a that's a tricky balance, right? And it's it's what's happening with Trump now that he's got the bright the Breitbart guys ahead of his campaign, and you hear the news being like, oh the uh, the far right Breitbart or the the conservative like that's a racist website. No one's allowed to say that. So it's like these weird sort of third rails, and I feel like the Nate Parker thing is is here too. You can't really say what this is really about without hopscotching over the fact that something horrible did take place. So right. I don't know. How, it's, it's it's a tricky balance. I don't know. Interesting topic. We can maybe we can talk about more next week. Yeah. Um, you know, we get into it as 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 it unfolds more. But um I, I agree. That's, that's that's something something very interesting. Uh where where can the people find you? They can find sir? me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, A K I L I S H I N E. And where can the folks find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe K Braswell on Snapcat. Snapcat. Snapchat at JK Braz. Uh thank you very much for listening. We will see you next week. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.